You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. And welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, coming to you tonight, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire, or in this case, should I say, far beyond the yeah, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Republic. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is what is called foreshadowing. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> My name, of course, is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, Mr. Ray Rumsey. <laughs> Ray, how are you? <laughs> how you doing, guys? Oh, so how have you been the in the past two weeks? Uh, we skipped last week, but we are back again, so um, how have yep. things been with you? Oh, busy. Um, I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Uh but I'm oh, yeah. definitely very excited to get the show going. We kind of f- somewhat figured out our audio issues we were having, so hopefully this doesn't sound too terrible. And if not, just pretend I'm a droid, um, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a had a little bit of a uh, excitement where I'm at in my real world, but uh, um, I work for a large retail chain, and we recently had a uh, a bomb scare where I work at there was fortunately it was a hoax and uh fortunately the rebel scum have been apprehended and the imperial forces have dealt with them accordingly good that's definitely good news <laughs> but yeah it was uh it was just kind of uh especially with everything else going on here in the state we live in of course uh the US and the states and uh with everything going on and on here it's always kind of uh scary when you hear that stuff and you hear that you're evacuating the store and you're not sure what's going on and yeah it's right little right. nerve-wracking little nerve-wracking but uh yeah i couldn't that, imagine being in that situation that that's got to be pretty intense oh yeah yeah it it was it was uh anyway but we're not here to talk about about all of that we're here to talk about star wars aren't we mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah so um as you we alluded to our last episode we're going to be starting a series on the clone wars now the clone wars were first mentioned all the way back in episode four a new hope um in what was almost just a throwaway line, a couple of throwaway lines. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan first mentions that he and Luke's father were in the Clone Wars. And of course, Luke mentions you were in the Clone Wars. And of course, we get Leia saying that Obi-Wan helped her father during the Clone Wars. But other than that, that was really the only mention of the Clone Wars in the original trilogy. And for years, all we had was speculation. Yeah, um, yeah. As fans, all we had was, um, you know, maybe a few mentions in some of the novels of clones and stuff like that. But it was no one really knew. Did there was the war against clones? Were were the clones? You know, who were the clones? Who were fighting against the clones? No one really knew. So it wasn't until, of course, we get the uh, prequel, the prequel trilogies, that we really find out what the Clone Wars were all about, and you know what led up to the Clone Wars, and you know the culmination of everything. And I'm not sure exactly what age group you're in, Ray, but I grew up in with the original trilogy being the, the the original the Star Wars movies that I first saw I grew up pre prequel so I was a young adult I was in my probably I was in my 20s mid 20s when um 
episode one came out. So uh, I'm not. Yeah, when when was episode one? When did that come out? It was uh, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. At at that point, I was, I was not quite in my twenties yet. I was. I was in my teens. I'm bad at math. Okay. I've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh Hey, so yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I remember when I was a kid um being able <coughs> to see the the originals, the the 4, 5 and 6 and they yeah. were still I don't want to say new, but they were still fresh. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I I was a bit older when the pre-prequels came out, or as you put it, and, you know, episode one, two, and three, and yeah. I remember going to the theater, and it, it was, I was making it a point to go to the theater to see these ones, because I didn't get that opportunity when four, mm-hmm. five, and six came out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, myself and a bunch of friends, I mean, we we had this whole thing. Um, we all got together at one of the guys' houses, and we had our little retractable light-up lightsabers, and we were outside practicing, like, these uh, choreographed lightsaber fights. Um, we had cloaks, and we were fully prepared to go to our local mall in full-on LARP Jedi gear <laughs> in celebration yeah. of this movie. And oh, yeah. I remember getting there, and there, there was probably six or seven of us, and we all sat next to each other, and that initial, you know, scrawl happened, the, the screen oh, crawl yeah. that everybody loves, and, you know, the cheers, and everybody went crazy. And it it went on, we read through it, we went through the movie, and all I can remember is there was a pretty even divide between my friends, and that half of us couldn't comprehend the atrocity we had just seen. And the, the other half was just in love with it, and couldn't wait for episode two, and they were throwing out fan theories and like they were just on it and Mm. so i was one of the ones that i just i i initially i could not grasp it but as Mm. time has progressed i watched it numerous other times and i picked it apart and you know analyzed it from different angles and stuff there are some things in there that I just are, are not my cup of tea. However, I know why oh, yeah. they put them in there. It was a very businessy standpoint, a very Hollywood mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, but overall, when you take into when you take all three movies into assumption and put them all together, they really do tell a fantastic story leading they up do. to the Clone Wars. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like leading even episode two, which I think even the most diehard Star Wars fan will admit, will have to admit that episode two is probably of all six of the original movies, um, the first six, episode two is probably definitely the weakest. Yeah, um, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... The, and we we did a whole podcast earlier, um, a while back on picking out the good points of episode two, uh, which is not easy to do. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, but it's still it's part of that story, and you can't have episode three, which I think is definitely the best of the prequel trilogies, um, without having episode one and two before it. You right. have to have those two you know leading up to you know um but i want to talk a little bit now about the clone wars as they were seen um going in universe now for a little for a while how luke and leia would have viewed the clone wars 
because I think you get kind of a sense of in mm. just the few few little mentioned words that are mentioned how they would have viewed them and I think we can make one assumption with Luke Luke had an education and I get you get that from the line where he talks about wanting to go to the academy about putting in his application and getting accepted which meant usually if you're accepted to an academy that means you have some sort of prior education so he probably had some sort of you know hollow classes that he went to um, to get in uh, a basic schooling education. Um, we know probably that Leia did. Leia was probably taught like the greatest courses by the greatest teachers and, stu- <laughs> and tutors on right. Alderaan. Yeah, Spare, um, spared no expense. Yes, of course, spared no expense. Um, but Luke too. But Luke's, I think Luke's view of the Clone Wars was far probably very skewed right he probably had a very imperialistic view and any mention uh, at all of the jedi if there was any would have been very negative if they were even mentioned at all yeah i i mean it it would be interesting to go oh go ahead well i was just thinking you know given how you know he says oh you know the only person i know is old ben um, so he obviously knows of it at the very least of Obi-Wan, but yeah, you know, the, he always just kind of from, from the impression I got is he always kind of chalked him up as this desert hermit that was just kind of this yeah. weirdo. Um, yeah. I feel like if he knew that he was a Jedi and he could do these kinds of things with the force. He might've viewed him with, you know, a little more reverence or how somebody yeah. might view like, uh, if you had met, I don't know, Merlin or something, you know, some yeah. kind of wizard. Well, <laughs> and you can, and you can see also the sort of romanticism that had probably come about of the clone wars, this kind of idea of, whoa that's cool you know when he, when he finds out you know he said when obi-wan's mentioned you know being in the clone wars luke's first response is you fought in the clone wars like whoa that's so cool right right and whereas leia's was more because leia grew up with someone who she knew had been involved in the war in the war and had probably grown up hearing stories of what had happened and stories of the jedi so she had a much more reverence and much more you know she knew what this what the people who fought and the people who lived through the clone wars had lived through right. so her her view of the clone wars was much more nuanced and much more you know like you know it's it's almost the difference of you know if you had had a fa- you know a father who just you know you know, you just happen to meet someone. You don't. You didn't have a father who fought in a war. You fought in Vietnam or fought in, you know, whatever war it would be. Mm-hmm. And then compared to someone who did, you know, it's a lot more. You understand a lot more what what ha- you know what happened during that time period compared to just someone who reads it in a history book. True. Um, you, know, you know, given what Leia was trying to do with you know the rebellion and things like that and obviously in the um first three movies we we see who she's going to and you know they they were powerful politicians and things of that nature so i kind of almost have to wonder if she was very against the clone wars um maybe she felt that they were you know, one of those um, things in history that, you know, were just an atrocity that should never have happened kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and um, you could almost make an, the, the the analogy of the Clone Wars of being analogous to the First World War, where there, I mean... And you can look back in, in history, and I would love to have um, 
Dr. Liddell on here again sometime, our resident historian mm -hmm. uh, who's been on the show before, um, to kind of talk about that analogy of the First World War compared and comparing the Clone Wars to the First World War and the Galactic Civil War to the Second World War. And one of the things with the First World War is when you look at it, the causes of it, there was really, it was one of those worlds that, wars that was inevitable, but was it didn't need to happen. There was no point to the war. And you can say the same thing for the Clone Wars. There was no point to the Clone Wars. Right. I mean, I mean they... you know, it was just senseless, you know, and we'll get into the, you know, the cause we can get into the, you know, the causes of what led up to the battle of Geonosis in episode two here in a bit. But yeah, I mean, when you look back at it, and I think a lot of people probably did, you know, in universe would have looked back at it and think, what was that all about? Right. Yeah. I, I and, think, I mean, and, oh, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I said, and I mean, in the long run, all it was is a power play by Palpatine. Right. Which we can get into that and how that had to be one of the most convoluted plans to get the power in the history of the universe. Right. I'm going I, to start I mean, war. You you may you may hate the guy, and he may he may be designed to be the ultimate villain, if you will. Villain. But man, that yeah. guy had patience. Oh. Well, and the thing is, is everything had to go exactly right. If one thing messed up, you know, if even the slightest thing like, and I know I've seen different, you know, little cartoons people had did where they do do what ifs, you know, like if in at the beginning of episode three, when uh, Anakin kills Dooku, if Dooku had have said, had have outed Palpatine at that point, and said, he's the Sith Lord. He's the master behind everything. You know, that would right. have been, you know, ended it all. You know, at any point during that time, if one thing goes wrong. But see, then... I, I kind of think that at that, at that, at that moment anyway, um, because everything leading up to that, like Palpatine was all entwined with Anakin. Like, yes. Palpatine knew exactly where he wanted Anakin to be and go and all that. So he kind of presented himself as a like almost a father figure, I feel. Yeah. So I I think even if Dooku had avowed him, he he might have said no, you know, that can't be true. Although the irony of it if Dooku had have said that and Anakin responded with Luke's no, from episode five, oh that, yeah, that would have been hilarious. But I see why they wouldn't <laughs> do that. Um, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but, definitely. But he was—he was a very scheming and uh, manipulative person. And obviously, mm -hmm. like you said, everything had to go exactly as planned. But he never really see. And I get—I get it. It's. All right, guys. I I hear you yelling about it. It was a movie. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. But no, like everything worked perfectly for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing, and if you're if you're yelling the it's it's a movie. It was in the script. At, at this podcast, you're listening to the wrong podcast. This not. We understand <laughs> it's a movie, but we're just doing silly silliness fan theories. We're right. nerds. This is what nerds do. Yeah. If if you don't understand that, then you know you're you're probably listening to the wrong podcast, right? Um, but you know, so speaking of you know the the topic topic at large here, the Clone Wars. Yes, um, I am a uh, rather large fan of the um, more the the newer version of the Clone Wars. Um, okay, and you know, I just I really got into it. I at first, you know, the first few episodes, I was like, oh, you know, this CGI animation stuff just really isn't for me. But then I started yeah. watching it for the story itself and mm -hmm. kind of tying it into what we were just talking about with Palpatine. So I'm watching it and, <coughs> you know, you've got you've got the senator 
who's talking to Anakin and Obi-Wan and the rest of the Jedi. And he's playing it off so cool, like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that to happen. But sometimes it almost seems like a wrench did get thrown in his plan, and now he's got to come yeah. up with something new. Yeah, I did I did like how in certain episodes something would come up that could undermine, and then you saw just how manipulative and just how... Like, I remember there was a... Uh, an episode in it was one of the lost when they did when they um uh brought in episode the sixth season not not the season that's going to be coming up soon but the sixth season and they did an episode where order 66 gets uncovered one of the clones gets the uh, order activated early and you find out about the the chips yeah the, that were implanted in the back of this in the uh, in in the in their skull and how he played that off like yes yes we understand it's there but we needed to control them we need it so they don't go off you know because the initial clone that we based it off of was so violent and so that we needed something to curb those those um feelings impulses and the jedi just like yeah that makes sense yeah (laughs) yeah sure why not (laughs) You know, for as powerful as the Jedi were, they were awful naive. And and they knew, I mean, they had all these, and we know now now that they had all these pre-programmed uh, orders. And right. it seems like to me like they were somewhat public, not, at least knowledge, knowledgeable to a lot of people. And so you wondered, did the Jedi know that there was an Order 66? And they're just like, yeah, sure, if we get out of hand, sure, that's we, we won't need it. But yeah, sure, it's there. Because right. they had to know about, they knew about Order 65, which was the, um, and I, do you know what Order 65 was? I, that's not ringing a bell for me. Order 65 was basically the opposite of Order 66. Order 65 was that if the Senate felt or the Jedi or the Senate felt that the Supreme Chancellor was overstepping his bounds, they could order Order 65, which would then the arm the um, the guards and the grand uh, the uh, the clone soldiers would then take into into custody the Chancellor. Ah. So it was basically the opposite of Order sixty six. It was instead of taking out the Jedi, it was basically taking the cha- taking the Chancellor out and arresting the Chancellor, or if need be, eliminating the Chancellor. Hmm. So, so he even put that in there just to say, like, see, I'm playing under you know, under democratic rules. You know, if if something right, happens right, right. and I, you know, you know, well, I kind of wink, wink, nudge. nudge. Yeah, I wonder if that's kind of how he was able to get away with that. But, you know, you got the Jedi, they're like, oh, look, somebody cloned this army based off of this bounty hunter who not only is just a, a, a bounty hunter, he's wearing Mandalorian armor. And they're like, yeah, uh, well, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Let's use them. Happen. <laughs> yeah, why not? Off of you know, some uh, a Jedi who had been who had lo- been lost in you know for years and yeah, like, no one knew what happened to him. Sifo Dyas and yeah, like, and yeah, nobody sure, knew. Let's, nobody knew where he went and how he <laughs> yes, or you know where he uh, got the funding to do it, or you know, no, they're just like ah, oh, whatever, let's roll with it. Yeah, we have why an army not? now. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Well, we need to fight the droids somehow, even though in you know, you watch the Clone Wars and Yoda destroys an entire battalion of droids all by himself, but let, let's just get a whole bunch of clones to throw at him. That'll be fun. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> it, it's okay if millions of clones die. They're all the same guy, so it's... it's They're the same yeah. guy, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one thing I did. That's that is one thing I did appreciate that the Clone Wars did was 
they this the series at least is they had several episodes where you ended up caring about the clones oh yeah you know you you ended up caring about these people and even giving them you know you know may you know nicknames and names you know right um, right Rex, Rex Cody you know fives all these different um different characters you you learn that you know yeah they're clones but they're still individuals right like i think they i kind of wonder if that you know in in universe i'm i'm not talking about what they did with the script and stuff but in universe that just goes to show that even if you are cloned and and let's say somebody were to clone me yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same guy, and I start off with the exact same interests and things like that. But my clone might pursue a different interest more so than I would, and yeah. my clone by might diverge from that, you know, to a sub hobby, let's say, into more and more mm-hmm. ho- and eventually they just become their own person, their own identity. Oh yeah. Well, it's it's it goes back to the whole thing, you know, nat- nature versus nurture, and how you were raised, and what you were. I mean, obviously, with with these clones, they were raised from the time they were babies to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to be a soldier. Right. But then, it, but then you you know break it down into, you know, this clone is is you know, is raised to be a soldier, but then they go into a specialized field of demolition. They're a demolition clone. Or this one goes into a specialty field of being a sniper. You know, this one goes into being a pilot. This one goes, you know, these different different aspects. You know, they're still the same person, but they have different fields that they go into. And then even just different personalities. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean. I think they made you know, a, get... um, a comment about that in one of the episodes. Um you know, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember it exactly, but, you know, they were doing a, uh, if I remember correctly, it was kind of like a um, morale speech, and they said, you know, we all might wear the same face, but we all are our own people. Yeah. You know, and you really do get a sense of that as the show kind of progresses. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I also like there were several episodes, and... It was one of those things where they took a again they took a line from the crawl and expanded on it. It was the um, in the crawl for episode three. It mentions there are there were heroes on both sides, and I do like that there was there were several episodes where they looked at the war from the separatist side. Yes, that they looked at it from that point. Not not just the droids and not just the 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 machinations of Palpatine and Dooku, but like they showed the the Separatist Council, and they showed that not everyone and it's easy, especially with 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 any war even today, you know, um, that war is not always black and white. And I think we've been, especially in America, we've been conditioned so much to see. With war, especially, and I think with the last two major wars, you know, with looking at the you know the second, especially the Second World War, it was easy to see who the good guys were and who the bad guys were. You know, Nazis bad. I think everyone except for maybe you know actual real life Nazis could attest that Nazis are bad and were bad. Um, but you go back to like we said, World War One. You know, um, it gets a little more muddled. You go back even further in other wars, who the good guys were and who the bad guys were gets very, very muddled. And this is another case where you can look at that and see that there are so many shades of gray. And just because you think you're on the good, the right side, the other side thinks there is just as much that they're on the right side. Right. You know. So I thought that was you know I did like that they showed the other point of view. Yeah, and and that definitely that helped enhance the story a lot. I think um, by and that there were and that there were friends of people on the other side. 
Right. It reminded me a lot of, like, the Civil War, where, you know, you would have even families that were divided. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, there's an episode where um, you find out that uh, Padme had a friend or an acquaintance or I think it may have been a a former lover. I think they kind of hinted at that. That was on the Separatist Council. Right. And you find, I think even Ahsoka finds a friend, you know, and finds there's someone um, on on that other side, which you leads me, you know, you're talking about a civil, the you know, being like the Civil War. And you could almost say, and we can talk about this for a little bit, do you think that you can almost say that the, that what would become the Galactic Civil War was basically just a continuation of the Clone Wars? I th- I really think it was. Um, I mean, yeah, it was just it was just there was just a pause, and then it started up again. Right, um, and you know, I think in a a universe like the Star Wars universe, it's conflict is kind of at the root of everything. I feel like, yeah, I, I just they. Yeah. The whole universe itself seems kind of um, geared towards that. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. So. (laughs) Right. Like, um, the whole thing with uh, Palpatine, you know, you you really got to think how far back did he come up with this idea? Yeah, and and I mean, and how was it one of those things that, like, he had an overall idea for how how he wanted to do it, and then he would just make changes to the plan as he went, or was this every beat for beat planned out beat for beat? as it went or was it one of those things of he wanted to come to power and he saw you know initially he saw the um the situation on Naboo that was going on with Naboo and the um the trade federation and just like hmm this is something I can use let's see where this takes me and then as that going on he saw that there was cracks within the republic and that there were groups that wanted to separate and he's like hmm I can use this or was it everything planned out it's like okay I'm going to use this I'm going to do this 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 is going to happen like this 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 and this and then I'll become emperor or was it just (laughs) a a series of unfortunate events right that worked worked in his favor yeah well, that he just happened to, like he'd see something happening, and he would just push it along a little bit to get it to go where he wanted it to go, and then he was like, "Okay, I see where that's going now. I'll hook onto this. I'll hook on with this, and you know, move it along this way." Right. Because I... I mean, you know, yeah. yeah go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think that he definitely, I I definitely think he was kind of playing it by ear, but I do think that he may have even been able to see a little bit into the future, kind of like um, Master Yoda. Um, And by using that, that ability the the foresight you know uh or precognition or whatever you want to call it um he was able to kind of guide the pawns into the positions that he wanted them Mm -hmm. yes definitely 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 and i mean you also got to give it up that he you know he was definitely playing both sides during this you know he was he was at one point you know at, at yeah, at one point, not only you know, yes, you know, the Chancellor of the of the Republic, but he was also Darth Sidious, right? And was behind you know 
you know, Dooku and Maul and, you know, all these different, you know, different things. And so he was playing, you know, which, you know, you know, begs the question for me is, yes, I, you know, we know that, you know, Dooku knew who, you know, Palpatine was. Um, who else knew? Well, you know, who else? I mean, did did Dooku actually know that he was Palpatine? Or I think only he did. know I think, him as Sidious, you know? I think he did know. Because I, th- I think there's there's indications, not only in the movies, but in the Clone Wars, that he knew... You know what was kind of what was going on, yeah, and because yeah, he even said, because he even in episode two he said, a Sith Lord controls the Senate. This is true. He does say that. He does. Oh. Yes. So I think he knew what was going on at that time, and um. Well, when you think but, about like you know you, the, we had that scene, um, where. Basically, Sidious said, "No, everything has happened because I allowed it to happen." And when I first yeah. saw that movie and I first heard that line, I thought, "Oh, you know, he's just being a pompous villain like they they usually are." Um, but he actually, the more I thought about it, and of course, when they did episodes one, two, and three. They um, obviously kind of tailored it so that four, five, and six would make more sense, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even still, you go back and you watch those, you're like, man, this guy really did, you know, have things in order where they needed to be. Mm hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was definitely. He puts the genius and evil genius. Um, at least as far as, you know, the political, you know, political side of it and, you know, getting everything to... Because that's basically, for, for Palpatine, that's all the Clone Wars were, was, you know, a, a way for him to gain ultimate power. Right, which that that's I mean, what he wanted... And I'm pretty sure that he's the one who paid to have that army built. He knew that the Jedi would use it. Um, mm-hmm. He knew he, he had it all planned out. This guy had it all figured out. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about Palpatine. <laughs> we um, have. Well, I mean, he was, he was such a key figure. Of the of the Clone Wars, I mean, he is ultimately the reason for the war, right? I um, mean, you know, he's the he's the he's the linchpin. He's the key. Yeah, but he's, you know, kind of going back to the the Clone War in and of itself, and talking about the clones, how do you how do you feel about the clones? Are they just? Do you personally feel that they're just numbers or do you feel like they're they should have been treated with more respect or do you think I, the uh, Jedi use them appropriately? I definitely think that they needed to be I mean, if we're talking in universe, um definitely with definitely more more respect and more you know, and I think that's why Anakin was so respected by the clones because he did he treated them like individuals and even we even get a little bit of that with the 501st with vader you know he still you know treats them with some semblance of respect i agree Um, with that but you know um i think you know not every jedi did that obviously um because some just saw them as you know, flush droids. Right. I. <laughs> you know. I think that's, that's how they we... were supposed to be taken in the in the very beginning, when we first find out. You know, Obi Wan's walking through the the Camino station there, and he sees them all being bred and trained. And I think that's what we were supposed to feel like. 
I don't think they actually intended on people getting attached to the clones. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was whatever. It definitely was the Clone Wars uh, TV series that, you know, helped with that. But even even episode three, you know, when you find out that, you know, he said, you know, when he called, you know, Commander Cody, you find out, oh, they have names. You know, it's not just Clone One, Clone Two. It's, you know, you know, you know, different names, which makes sense that, you know, you would you know, d- you know, give names to them so you could differentiate between, you know, clone one five two five zero 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 is, <laughs> you know, not as easy on the, doesn't roll off the tongue as well as you know Commander Cody or Rex or right, you know, which it was always nice to hear them give themselves nicknames and become individuals. I personally, which I got which really very... attached to the clones. Yeah, and it's it very, very milita- militaristic too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was never, I was never in the army, but my, oh, my dad was, and um, I have a cut. Uh, my nephew is in the army, uh, so I've a nephew and a cousin who are in the army, and that's very, you know, especially if you're in combat, you know, to give yourself nicknames and you know, co- you know, different little you know, names for each other and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, that makes very, very much sense to that right. they would do that. Absolutely. I mean, I was in I was in the Air Force for 14 years, and I, I worked on airplanes, and all of the, the pilots, they all had their little call signs, which was essentially their nickname, which is yeah. very similar to how the, the clones kind of did their thing. Um, you, you can't pick your own. The other clones give it to you. Um, yeah, not calling pilots in the Air Force clones, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they all yeah. they all communally gave the pilot their nickname. So yeah, you're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. That is a very militant thing to do. Um, because we do. We all have the same haircut. We all have the the same uniform. <coughs> we all look alike. We're meant to look alike. And yeah. so to have that nickname does, it gives you a, a sense of individuality. So, yeah. um, you know, I definitely grew to really respect, um, a lot of the, the clones, but you also kind of see they really are their own people in that you had some of them that, um, didn't want to be part of the war anymore. No, yeah, you had definitely you had some that left and went out on their own and decided to, you know, just live their life. And you get the that sense of betrayal from you know the clones of you know that sense of brotherhood. And if you leave that brotherhood, there is that sense of abandonment and right. you know you betrayed us, you know, it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not, you know, you, this is what you do. This is your job. Right. And well, until it, the job is done. Yeah. It, you it, know, was, it goes, it, it, it does. And it, it kind of seemed like at some points they kind of use that clone mentality to their own advantage, so to speak. Cause they, they would, yeah. At one moment, they're they're oh no, we're different. We may look the same, but we're different, and we have our own personalities and our own likes and our own dislikes. Blah blah blah. But then the instant that they want to do something like that, where some of them don't want to fight and they want to they want to live a normal life, they immediately oh no, this is what we were born to do. We were all bred to be this way. You can't yeah. go do something else. Like all of a sudden. No, we can't be individuals. We're all clones. Well, and you could also you could also make the other argument of you know, like with any soldier, you know, if you leave and you go AWOL and you quit, you know, you quit or you go, you know, you decide, you know, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do this again. I'm leaving. You know, then you could make the you know you could if it's a clone, you could make the argument of. You know, what about all your brothers and sisters, your brothers who are, I, 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 as far as I know, there are no female clones, 
but all your brothers who stayed behind and have died, you know, who were lost their lives, you know, what about them? You know, you're just because you were, you know, quote unquote, you know, um, decided you didn't like this and you want to go out on your own, you were being selfish and, you know, we're still here fighting the fight while you're, you know, quote, you know, trying to raise a family and start, you know, a life on your own, which is great, but you have all your brothers and sisters, all your brothers here who are, are giving their lives and spilling their blood while you're here drink, sipping tea, hiding <laughs> out. Right. You know, um, but that's very you know, true. It's, you know, it's, it's just so. Okay. So yeah. I have one last question for you before we wrap up here. Cause, okay. Cause you just brought up a very interesting point. So this is not just for you. This is for everybody out there to kind of think about and um, just kind of see, get your brain juices flowing on this in, in a fan theory kind of way. So let's okay. say that instead of Django Fett being the originator of the clones. Okay. And they went with female clones. Who do you think would make the best candidate to draw from? Mm. That is a hard... That's hard. Because there's... And as much as I hate to say it, there's not a lot of... Like we have a few female bounty hunters that we that we are mentioned that we get mentioned of we you know or saying um and uh, Sam Weasel I think that's pronounced the name the the changeling the shapeshifter right uh but other than that there's not a lot of female so like the first name I went the first name I went to but she would have been too too young during this time period would have been Mara Jade but ah, she would have been too young right because she was close she was close to Luke's age so she would have been born either I think she was a little bit older than Luke but not by much so she would have been just a child at the end of the Clone Wars she would have been maybe at the most at the latest five when the Clone Wars ended Right. I think there's like a five, I think there's like a five year difference between her and Luke. But yeah, I don't. That's a hard one because they almost <laughs> have to make up a character, I mean, which is right. what they did with Jango. True. You know, they had Boba, so they're like, well, Boba needs a dad, so we'll just make it, you know, make this Jango character. So right. I don't know. That's that's a uh, that's a hard one. You almost have to make up a character to do to do that okay i can buy that i can buy that for a dollar you know maybe our our listeners can uh find a way to contact us with their thoughts on it um you know put put it on our youtube video or possibly uh join the page and and kind of throw their ideas out there maybe um, I, I, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to, I, I feel like I'm going to kind of throw out a, a crazy random idea for everybody random. to think about just to kind of, you know, get your mind going a little bit right yeah. before you go to bed. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So alrighty then. Well, we will wrap things up here for this week's episode of war, of the stars, a star Wars podcast. Uh, as always, you can check us out wherever podcasts are heard, uh, anchor.fm. Uh, if you want to support the channel, you can do that several ways. Um, obviously, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Um, if you don't like, uh, don't like, um, that, if you're not a big fan of Patreon, I know there's been a lot of political stuff dealing with patreon a lot of not a lot of people like that we do have another way there's a if you check us out on anchor.fm uh, you can not only listen to all the shows here on realm of the mist but there's a little tab down at the bottom 
called support. You click that and you can give us support that way. Uh, I understand though, if you know money is tight with a lot of us, we just appreciate any time you listen um, to the show. Every listener we get is really, really cool. And uh, it's always cool to see new people listening to the show and seeing those numbers rise and you know, whether it's one person listening to the show or 12 or however many each week, we appreciate every person who listens to the show. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, you can check us out, like I said, wherever podcasts are heard, anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Um, you can find me at, of course, on, ah, on Twitter at John Mark Tolly one because I'm of course the number one John Mark Tolly on Twitter. Facebook at Mark Tolly. Check us out at the Facebook page at War of the Stars and of course the Realm of the Mist podcast. And Ray, where can they find you at? Uh, I can be found on Chronicles of the Lost Realm, uh, both on Facebook and Instagram under those names. Just plop it into the search bar and you'll find it pretty quick. Um, we run a show, uh, gets posted up on YouTube. We post it to the page. So like and subscribe for notifications. And um, yeah, that's, and you can find me right here on War of the Stars with uh, my, my pilot here, <laughs> Mark Tolley. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, also, uh, if you go to the Realm of the Mist webpage, uh, we have War of the Stars t-shirts. We've had them whoop, for whoop. a while. They're made to made to order. You can check them out. Uh, $25 for domestic, 35 for international. I believe I'd have to look again, but I believe that's the prices we set down. Um but they are made to order right now. Um, you know, just send us in any information. Uh, email us, uh, realm of the mist entertainment at gmail.com or John Tolly 3930. Um, or if you want to get me called uh, in touch with me through Twitter or any other, just give me your size and your uh, how to get a hold of you, and we will get those shirts out for you when as soon as possible. All right. Sounds great. So, uh, yeah. So until next week, remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>